0: Are we recording? No, too much, too much. <laughs>
1: much, too much!
0: Hey everybody, welcome to Ducks Watch Together. I already did the intro. Oh, well, I didn't say my name. You didn't leave me a spot. You literally just ran through it. Is this your episode? Am I leaving? Okay, bye. Is this gone? You didn't leave me a chance to go in. I would have accepted it, but you didn't allow me to enter. You were like, nope, Josh doesn't get to talk. Yeah, that, that's the intro. It's fine. I think we just keep all that in, including the Twitter scroll. Kylie. Hey, what's we're, up? We're, we're here. We're here today to talk about a film. A film that we watched in theaters. Not together, though. Separately. Now, here's the big question. Did we both stay awake?
1: No. Oh. Sad day. Uh, Josh, Well, not
0: sad day, actually. Not Josh, sad day. I, You need some sleep, so that's okay. I don't
1: know how long, but, like, I closed my eyes because something stupid happened, and I was just like, oh, okay. And then I woke them up, and there was Ruth Nega. Is that how you say your name? Yeah. Nega? Yeah. Okay. And, and that was the end <laughs> and I was, I was on board well if
0: you give me more specific about the stupid thing that happened <laughs> I might be able to tell you how much you missed
1: I pay attention when my eyes are shut well listen it's there, a bright film
0: <laughs> there's a difference between you said you fell asleep yeah Kylie.
1: I thought I did
0: apparently not Well, you did fall asleep for a a, a a hot second, but not not too long. Uh, what else did I miss? Not, n- no, nothing. Like if you Downton were... Abbey is gonna win the weekend. Oh yeah, with like thirty million dollars. Why?
1: I know we actually cared about this film. Yeah, apparently. People... I was being a jerk when I kept saying, We're do Downton Abbey Yeah. No,
0: it's a thing. People like it. They're all excited. Well, to be fair, based on the people who I saw going to the movie last night while I was reading for use The Restroom, uh-huh. no one's watching Downton Abbey, but several people are watching Downtown Abbey.
1: Hey, so... Yeah, what's up? Um, I think we need to add a uh, countdown to our...
0: Why? movie looks Awful.
1: We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll match it with Jexy.
0: Nope, won't do. What? <laughs> Hard pass. You can get somebody else to watch Jexy. You might be able to convince me to watch it, Countdown.
1: Hey Josh, will you watch Jexy with me?
0: God, fine. Okay. I will not watch it without you, though. <laughs> and only because you asked. Because Man Alive, Jexy looks like an awful trash movie.
1: I told you I think that this will be the worst movie ever made. Yeah,
0: you're not wrong.
1: And then I think I said it's like her for dumb people. You
0: did, those were your exact <laughs> words and I agree with you. And I
1: haven't seen her, but Josh, it's by your boy.
0: Who's my boy?
1: John Lucas.
0: John Lucas? Mm-hmm. Who was John Lucas?
1: Of Bad Moms and Bad Moms Christmas.
0: Oh, I mean I do like the Bad Moms <laughs> franchise. Yeah. But you know John Lucas really seems To be a director That's dependent on Having a A good script And I just I don't think He's got one of those
1: Maybe it's just A bad trailer
0: Maybe it is How many
1: of us Saw the trailer For Bad Moms And thought That's a bad movie Yeah
0: Okay (laughs) Well I won't see Jexy Unless You're with me
1: I think Rose Burns Burn is the voice
0: She is There was a... No,
1: sorry, it's by the team that brought you a Bad Moms Christmas.
0: And Bad Moms. Well, listen, this is their blank check. They said, we did the Bad Moms franchise. They even
1: wrote Bad Moms and a Bad Moms Christmas.
0: They said, we did the Bad Moms. And now they're
1: they're writing Jepsy. Yeah. I think that this is... I think that this is going to be the winner. I just really feel it in my right.
0: You can tell me when we're gonna go and we'll see it together.
1: Opening night.
0: We'll see if that works out for the calendar.
1: It, it will work perfectly. I mean, I know that we had Adam's family or Gemini man or both, but I really think Jexy is the way to go.
0: I mean, listen, if you wanna, you know, take out the one of the movies you've been looking forward to seeing the most this year.
1: I have not been looking forward to The Addams Family.
0: I was not the movie I was talking about.
1: The, tr- the poster looks awful. You know what also looks awful? The Maleficent Mistress of Evil poster. Oh, yeah. Like, it looks like I made it.
0: I think you have more talent than that.
1: No, Josh, because I made I... that stupid Fight Club music video, and I made this.
0: And the Goldfish. <laughs>
1: yeah, I made so many bad things. Uh, Kylie! do why I keep getting higher. Uh, well, <laughs>
0: Uh, listen, Kylie, there you maybe you need to like raise the price. I think you're just you're lowballing everybody, and so they just keep hiring you.
1: So, what do I do? (laughs) Josh, let's play a game. Okay, what game? It's called Name Brad Pitt's Highest Grossing Film. Oh, I
0: was actually on the way over here being like, I hope Kylie asked me this.
1: Okay. I didn't look
0: it up because I really wanted you to do this.
1: Wow, you know, it's like so refreshing. What? To look at this, like, list of his top ten and to think, wow, there's not a stupid superhero film. (laughs) And, like, so, like, when we did this with Bradley Cooper, we had to jump down, like, eight films. What? Okay.
0: Okay. There's not a superhero film on here? Oh, there is. But okay, it's, okay, and so, it's cool. Okay, all right, and okay. like,
1: but Josh, you I, I understand to, your
0: point, though. I the, understand your point.
1: So like, when I look at Don Cheadle, Cheadle's, like, filmography, I have to, like, skip down 80, 80 movies before I get out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe?
0: When we look up the top vampire <laughs> movies and so we have to skip the whole top ten... <laughs> Because it's two franchises. Sorry,
1: Josh. Interview with a Vampire is not in the top ten.
0: Oh, <laughs> shucks. Okay.
1: Uh, Kylie, question. Uh-huh. Have I said this before out loud? Have I said that Brad Pitt is actually one of my guys? Yeah, because I screwed up so bad on Name the Other Person's Five Favorite. Uh-huh. Because I forgot Brad Pitt, who all you ever talk about <laughs> is Brad Pitt. You text me like, hey, I had a dream about Brad Pitt. Or you'll be like, hey, I was walking down the street and the cloud, it looked like Brad Pitt. And or you'll be like, hey, I was doing laundry on the washboard and I just looked at it and thought, wow, look at Brad Pitt's abs.
0: <laughs> and then he was dancing.
1: <laughs> and then he was dancing.
0: Alright, good. Okay, good. I think as long as it's been firmly established. Brad Pitt, one of my guys. Alright, here we go. Uh number
1: Brad Pitt is someone who I have little context for other than a Shania Twain song.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And Nothing until I became friends with Anne.
0: What is the Shania Twain song?
1: That don't oppress me much.
0: Is he in that video?
1: No, but she has a line. where oh. She's like, so you're Brad Pitt. That does... <laughs>
0: oh, okay. Oh, all here's right. my other
1: content. Okay, great. We owned the VHS copy of Meet Joe Black.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And his face is there. Yeah, he's Joe Black. So I always looked and I was like, that is Brad Pitt and that's all I had. And then when I was friends with Anne, she was like, watch this vampire movie. It's my favorite film of all time. And I watched it, and then I also gained context for Tom Cruise. So... And? I... No, I already had context for Kirsten Dunst.
0: And? I already
1: had context for Antonio Banderas. And? I... Who else is in that?
0: I think Christian Slater's
1: in it. I already had context for okay. that. All right, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Josh, Antonio is there for spy
0: kids.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, also Shrek 2. Uh-huh,
0: okay. <laughs> what uh Kirsten is there because of the Spider-Man? No, actually, it's oh, because okay. of the
1: Virgin Suicide.
0: Great, perfect, as everybody else is. And
1: uh I probably I had probably seen the Spider-Mans too, but I like no, like, the first time I saw Kirsten Dunst was Virgin s- Suicide. And
0: Slater is Heather's
1: Slater is Heathers.
0: Okay.
1: He's also been in other stuff, but yeah, Heathers is definitely where I was like, wow, this guy looks insane. (laughs) Yeah, so I just... Because I used to really like Winona Ryder, like, a lot. And then I stopped liking (laughs) Winona Ryder. And then she came back and she was yelling into lights and I was like, eh.
0: I think my love for Pitt is centered around, like, so the late 90s is when... He gets to this phase that is, like, S- Seven in and Fight Club, which is his venture movies. Neither of and those are in top ten. there's Snatch.
1: Not in his top ten. Um, his top I know, ten.
0: I know. And, like, he became, like, this kind of big deal because of that. And then I went back and I watched a bunch of his earlier stuff, like, A River Runs Through It and Thelma and Louise and a bunch of those other kind of earlier things. And then, as I was looking through his filmography earlier, there becomes a point where just inadvertently... Uh, outside of Happy Feet 2 and By the Sea, which didn't open here, I've seen every one of his movies, um, since I would say probably mm, 2001-ish or so. Um, so yeah, Pitt's just, Pitt's one of my guys, I like Pitt. Okay, um, so I'm gonna get out of the way, because I talked about it earlier, Megamind,
1: yeah, number four.
0: Okay, uh, Oceans 11.
1: Number three.
0: Oceans 12. Number eight. Oceans 13.
1: Number ten.
0: Okay, great. The rest
1: of these are very easy.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Th- this is, like, <laughs> this is, like, one of the easiest lists I've looked at.
0: <laughs> so, basically, just, like, name Brad Pitt movies? I, here,
1: here's, here's a good hint. If I think I could have succeeded on this, who? Yeah, which is
0: what's worrying <laughs> me. Uh, Moneyball? N- of
1: course not. No one
0: okay, went saw, saw that. that, dude. But that movie is great. That's
1: fourteen. Okay. It made seventy-five million domestically.
0: Um, Burn After Reading is not there. No. Yeah. That's number twenty. Okay. Well. <laughs> 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 Okay. Uh, um.
1: They also spelled sev- so seven in seven wrong.
0: They spelled it actual seven. Yeah. Oh, so sad. Does Benjamin
1: Button get up here? Oh, Josh, it sure does. Oh God! Number seven, one hundred and twenty-seven million million dollars domestic. Okay,
0: which ones do I? How, which numbers? S-
1: David Fincher's like highest-grossing film.
0: Gone Girl? I'm gonna say Gone Gone Girl, Girl, may have. Okay. Yeah.
1: Based off of that heck of popular book, you're right. David Fincher does pretty well. But, like, he's not like, the, he's not, like, the high roller that I just thought he was.
0: Yeah, no, he's more of a...
1: Any director who is popular, I just assume, like, <laughs> oh, man, they've probably made $12 billion. All
0: right, what am I missing? Is there a Mr. and Mrs. Smith in here? Number
1: two. Josh, oh. the fact that you do not have number one yet is disturbing me. <laughs> you do not own this... You might. You might just be like, I <laughs> Oh, okay. Alright. I don't think you do, because I, I, I can imagine the two possible genres it would be in, and I don't remember you having this. Alright,
0: let's see. But don't
1: hold that close to your heart.
0: Okay, um... So you need one, five, six, nine,
1: and, and 9. Okay. The hardest one I would have is number 6.
0: Okay. Um,
1: You own number six.
0: I own it, though. Okay. 12 Monkeys is not on this list, right? No. Okay. And I don't... Is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood nine?
1: Five.
0: Oh, it's five? Yeah. Okay, great. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, Josh. Okay. um, Josh, (laughs) think about that. (laughs) Think about the movie. Okay, I'm getting said. there.
0: I'm getting there. I just was like, I wanted to go that one there. So, Inglorious Bastards is number nine. Is nine. Yeah. Okay. My
1: favorite Brad Pitt movie. Uh,
0: it's a good one. It's a not, solid Brad Pitt movie. Not
1: for Brad Pitt, although he is also very good. <laughs> How so that?
0: I need one and four. One and six. three. One and six. Mm-hmm. Okay, I own six, but you would not think of it.
1: No. Is, okay. Because I don't, I don't relate him to this film. I relate someone different to this film who may not even be in this film.
0: Oh, is the film 12 Years a Slave? No. No, okay.
1: No, Josh, I know he produced that. No, oh, he's means, in see, that movie. Let oh, so, me- sorry,
0: sorry, sorry, sorry,
1: sorry. Women have a voice. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the middle of talking. I'm so sorry, go for it. And I know he has a producer's credit, and so he's probably like, some little roll in it when he's there for like two or three scenes.
0: Alright. If I was being honest with you, uh huh, I would have thought one was an oceans movie. So I'm kinda of surprised that it's not. Um or, and or Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Number two. So okay. I'm missing like a big one though.
1: You are. Yeah. So this was a big deal. I don't
0: know if that's a big
1: deal, but like <laughs> I made a lot of money. Man, it, like n- people would not shut up about it.
0: Can you Oh wait, I haven't said Fight Club yet. No. That okay. didn't make money. Oh no, you said it didn't there, okay. Can you give me uh give me a year on this number one? Can you give me just give me give 13. me a... twenty thirteen Brad Pitt movies?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I also said it was a genre flick. It might be three different genres, <laughs> depending on which genre you want to fill in. <laughs> is its is it sci-fi? It could be.
0: Okay, is it, is it, is it, is it
1: horror? It could be. I haven't seen this film. Oh, and it's number one? It is. Okay, 2013,
0: maybe sci-fi, maybe horror...
1: Oh. There was a version of this that I liked a lot better that came out last year. I don't, I don't know if it's a version of it, but I, I related it to it.
0: Okay, C- can you give me a director? Nope. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, let me look <laughs> it
0: up. It did not have one. It just spontaneously let came into existence. L-
1: ah, I feel
0: dumb for missing this.
1: Yeah, Mark Forrester. Forster? Forster? Forrester,
0: <laughs> Mark Forrester, is it the Mark Felt story?
1: No, it's Mark Forrester. Oh, oh, oh! It's it's World
0: War Z. Yeah. Okay. All right. World War Z. All right. That's the version. That's number
1: one. Yeah. So I was yeah. I made two hundred and two million dollars. I wasn't huh. sure if you would put it in horror. You do on this film. It's in horror. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay. All right. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. It's in horror. Okay.
1: Yeah. I I was like maybe it's in horror. Or it's in sci-fi. I, I don't really know how the zombie. My stuff works. brain
0: goes that zombie is horror because, like, usually they're trying to scare folks. But with
1: then them. also, like, could have been in war.
0: Okay, um, <laughs> it was World
1: War Z. <laughs> ah
0: yes. No, the, the clue that I didn't own it threw me off. All right, that's okay. I don't,
1: the clue that, I don't know if you own this. Oh, okay. But I, if I looked over here and was like, yeah, you own it.
0: Yeah, okay. Okay, and six I own?
1: I'm pretty sure you own it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right, give me, give give me some hints, give me some clues.
1: Um, okay. Uh, this is a genre I don't like. Okay. (laughs) Um...
0: So, English language films, got it, okay, Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Movie, <laughs> animated movies family films teen dramas oh what you're saying is movies <laughs> you
0: just don't like movies anymore
1: okay um uh Wolfgang Peterson directed it
0: <laughs> give me a year
1: 2004 oh the guy I do connect this to isn't it?
0: Who is in it
1: Orlando Blue
0: Troy it's Troy it's Troy <laughs> okay wow Troy made the list number Man. six it made
1: 133 million I Shor-
0: do sword. own Troy sorry
1: the genre I don't like is sword and sandal
0: ah I do own Troy that's in the war films yeah
1: Yeah. No, I know. Because you you don't have a sword and sandal option
0: yet. It'd be the only one.
1: Oh, oh Lords of Arabia, i just get you a second copy.
0: You'd also have to do the same thing for Gladiator.
1: And then her. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So apparently, my uh, sword and sandal collection is limited to best Best pictures. Pictures.
1: (laughs) This was nominated for one Oscar. What Oscar was it?
0: Sound? Sound. No. Oh, costumes. Yes, there you okay, go. Sorry. The other one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Well, everyone, if you want to tell me what Brad Pitt's number one highest-protein film was,
0: <laughs> you can say. <laughs> World War, War Z. That. All right. Uh, Kylie.
1: Yes.
0: Pairing with this, before we get to Ad Astra, you had asked me.
1: Uh, sarcastically.
0: Yeah, but then I got to thinking about it and I really liked it. So, you had asked me what was the best sci-fi movie of. Uh, the last decade. Uh, and I took that to mean, what is the best sci-fi movie since 2010? So the actual decade that we are currently in. Um, not to, to rule out some 2009 nonsense. Just because it's, you know, almost more than a decade ago at this point. So, Kylie, what do you think? Uh, this is the Inquiry of the Week.
1: Not That's not right, know. we're
0: changing it. We're changing it to the Inquiry of the Week because, well, we do one of these now.
1: What? What's the... I don't know. Josh, this is an issue. I thought about this for all of three minutes.
0: All right. Do you want Do you want to hear what is in contention on my list? No.
1: Okay, great. Because I just we only need one. Well, no honorable mentions.
0: What? No, we got. They got plenty of lists. Uh, the this is, This was. Uh, this was my like. Hey, we can get get a little conversation in about sci-fi, especially modern sci-fi. <sighs>
1: sci-fi sucks.
0: Uh, okay. This is this <laughs> is a new opinion. I think.
1: I'm gonna go with Interstellar. Sorry. Okay. I'm gonna go with Inception. Okay. <laughs> um. The, <I> don't... <sighs> so here was the conundrum in my face when I thought about this for more than three seconds. Okay. Was that, I was like, but how do I just choose a science fiction? You don't have beca- to. Because.
0: Sorry. Sorry.
1: Active listening right ear, active listening left ear. Because the thing about the, like, I was, like, trying to break down was, like, man, there's so many different, like, types of science fiction. I guess you could say the same thing about horror, but horror is all garbage. We don't need to ever watch it. Um,
0: I'm sorry, BJ, if you're listening.
1: You're right. There's only two types of horror. There's prestige horror and there's trash
0: Jay, I'm really sorry. I don't know how this happened. Um, I'm, I, I want to apologize to the fans who've been like, "Yeah, Kylie sticks up for horror." That's not happening anymore, everybody.
1: I just, I just, I just need a little bit of time
0: to come around.
1: Yeah, I saw scary stories to tell in the dark, and people were like, well, "Pretty good," and I was like, "I don't have faith in humanity anymore." I guess. Oh gosh, I lost all of that. Um. Because, like, I mean, there's, like, aliens, which is about, like, how we treat people. But then there's, like, robots. And that's always about how we treat people. And then there's, like, pre-crime, which is, like, minority report. (laughs) Just minority (laughs) report. (laughs) Um, And then there's, like, other technologies and, like, (laughs) uh, time travel and, like... Um, there's superhero movies, there's Star Warses, there's yeah. animated stuff. It was. Just, there's, I just got really overwhelmed, so my answer is going to be Ex Machina. Yeah, that's a, that's a good option. Thank you. This has been my TED Talk.
0: Um, you gotta explain why in your TED Talk, though.
1: That's great. Listen, we got Alicia Vikander, who afterwards didn't do anything worthwhile. <laughs> um,
0: Maybe that's true.
1: Tulip Fever, sorry. Uh, Pardon
0: me. She's in one episode of the Dirt Crystal TV show and is solid in it.
1: Oh, great. Congratulations. We made it this far. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, well, I, I think that one of the things about Ex Machina is just what it has to say about gender politics, how it uh, views our relationship with technology where we as a society are going as we continue to make all these robots, um, and how we're gonna, it's going to be the downfall of us uh, and just I don't know, Oscar Isaac's great, Brendan, no not Brendan Domnall's solid Alicia Vikander is wonderful the other lady <laughs> I don't
0: remember who else is in that movie she
1: does a great dance, well she doesn't have any lines Josh oh
0: fair, yeah all right. So this was my like dry run.
1: Oh my gosh! You can't uh, just make things easy.
0: Of like, hey, is there a way that we could do like a quick like top five while also doing a, uh, a re- episode review? And so not to dive deep into any of these, but like I was thinking about like this is a good like if we're doing a list, this I have would to be name something we could play with it. Them? You don't have to name five of them, uh, but like it could be a topic that we could do that with. So I have some that I was thinking about here that I just want to like throw out and get your opinion on if they, like, exist in the conversation. Okay. So before that, before I throw them out, I want to say, like, I ruled out for this conversation um, a thing like a Star Wars because that just, that feels like it's more of a blockbuster playing in sci-fi than a genuine sci-fi film. So that also threw out, like, The Planet of the Apes movies of the reboots, which we can't talk about anyway. And I also threw out Snowpiercer because, like, I'll just talk about Snowpiercer. So, here are some that I thought to have in this conversation. So, you said Ex Machina. I also had Arrival.
1: Uh, I mean, just because I love Arrival doesn't mean that it's one of the best science fiction things.
0: You're not the only person who loves Arrival, just so you know. I
1: I think I am. Um, I think that Arrival... I think that Arrival... Is... I was gonna say I think Arrival is his best film in the science fiction genre but then other people will be like no it's Blade Runner 2049 and I'm like Good, well, I'm f-
0: glad that we could cause they're both Ugh, that yeah, movie's okay. so
1: boring but it looks pretty Kylie yeah but it's so boring So first Blade Runner it's boring
0: it looks pretty <laughs> bit boring. Great. Okay. So Arrival uh-huh. Uh-huh, was on many lists that I saw when I was looking up this category.
1: Well, that's good. Amy yeah. Adams didn't get an Oscar nomination because we were busy nominating Meryl Streep for the 19th time. Yeah.
0: Well, she only gets Oscar nominations when she plays opposite her as Julia Child. It's fine. Are, are, are you okay
1: oh just just stop talking okay try silence
0: <laughs> but it's uh it's a podcast
1: that's okay
0: okay uh, I had the Martian on the list <laughs> okay not not good no okay. oh, I haven't
1: seen it oh, okay that, that, uh, uh... I, I think I
0: think you need to get over your baked potato phobia like, I have a
1: phobia you avoid
0: them. What else
1: am I supposed to think? Yeah, because he goes on talk shows and, like, he just sounds like an old Republican that I don't care to hear from. But he's not. But he talks like one.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. Alright, um, uh, I had Annihilation in consideration.
1: I mean, like, yeah, it totally is. Yeah. <laughs> However, I only, I only gave each director one. <laughs> I gave him that ex machina.
0: Okay, alright.
1: Annihilation is so hardcore science fiction Yes. that I'm like, yeah! But if I'm thinking about what is the best, I feel like it needs to appeal to like somewhat of a wider audience. And so that's why I went for Ex Machina, because like, more people are on board with robots than Metal Screaming Man.
0: Alright, and I got three left here that I was thinking about, but I, I one I don't think you've seen, and two I think you don't like. So I don't know if you've seen her... No. Okay. But. But.
1: I I understand.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Looper.
1: Yeah, that one's trash. Okay,
0: great, <laughs> perfect, and sorry to bother you.
1: Well, okay. Well, let's just skip. So that's a weird film.
0: <laughs> I think if me go, kind of going through all of those as well, I'm glad that we came to the same conclusion. Because I also was going to pick Ex Machina.
1: I also think Sorry to Bother You is very prestigious. Like, like, critically, critically. Well, yes.
0: Um, I like Sorry to Bother You a lot. I just think that it doesn't come together as solidly as some of the other films on that list. Even, like, an Arrival or things along those lines. Wait,
1: um, wait, can I say Primer? What about Gravity? Is that a good film?
0: Graver- Gravity and Primer might be... Nope.
1: Primer's 2009. Gravity is like 2013. We had okay. time. Yeah, Gravity. Great. And Primer might be 2004. I don't actually
0: Primer, know. Primer did not come up with the things. Gravity did. Um, I don't. Gravity's fine. I think Gravity is fine. I just didn't consider it to be up there with the rest of the films in the conversation. I won an Oscar. I think Gravity is a technological achievement. Uh huh. Maybe not so much like the most emotional journey of all
1: time. I like when the building's yeah. like full.
0: Fair and enough. that's the only
1: thing that I remember. I
0: did not have Inception or Interstellar.
1: Well no cause one of those is bad. One of them has Matt Damon in it. That's really distracting. The Martian? No. Interstellar. We
0: gotta stop trying to save Matt Damon. He
1: plays Mr. Man. He does. I know. <laughs> no. his My favorite performance <laughs> I, I like Matt Damon in Saving Private Ryan. It was fun. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but, like,
1: three major
0: movies have been, like, let's go save Matt Damon. (laughs) All right. Um, I would also then, and I I think that we have a differing opinion, I would, uh, as we transition away from the inquiry of the Half Fortnite, where you can answer this question on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, if it's a five-star review or any star review, as well as hit that subscribe button. That helps us get more listeners. You can also find us on Facebook at friendofafriendpodcast.scorespace.com. And now on with the show. My transition is I would, I personally would include Ad Astra into this conversation. I think that it is more than deserving to be considered to be one of the best sci-fi films of this decade.
1: Have I talked poorly about Ad Astra yet? No. Okay, good.
0: I don't think so. Okay. Okay. I just, we got to sleepy times.
1: It's a baboon.
0: And I got worried. What?
1: The baboon was sleepy times? It was just weird.
0: Okay, well, uh, we we usually <laughs> go spoiler and non-spoiler early, but we've kind of spoiled a couple I'll elements already. the probably
1: just cut stuff, Josh.
0: <laughs> okay, alright, so... I took a
1: scissors to something recently, and I was like, this is gonna get
0: cut down! Oh, no.
1: Well, it's because we just started talking about something, like, stupid. Like, we were like, yeah, well, definitely, maybe, like... That's a film. <laughs>
0: Did, I mean, I, I like Definitely Maybe It's I, a Dumb Rom-Com, but Ila I like Fisher? it.
1: Isla Fisher? Fisher's in it? Isla Fisher, yeah. Is she my favorite actress? No. She could be, though. She
0: could be, but I don't think she is. I really
1: like her, though. Y- yeah? Should I not? No, no, you can. I just... She doesn't do a lot. I, I, I know, but like, when she's there, I'm like, okay, cool. She was in a
0: dumb comedy last year, right?
1: Probably, Yeah. Hot hot rod.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was not last year. Okay.
1: She was in the. She was in Beach Bum this year.
0: Okay. Oh, she was. She was good Beach Bum. Uh Yeah.
1: She's got her moments. Yeah. I think we're sitting on it. Oh, she was. She played Amy Adams in that Nocturnal Animals. (laughs) Oh, she did
0: play Amy Adams in that. Yeah, my brain's like. She was in Keeping Up with the Joneses, right? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That one too. Okay, my, my brain says that she's in Game Night, and she's not in Game Night.
1: No, that's Rachel McAdams. I know
0: that. But, like, to me, she was, like, one of the neighbor friends, and that was not true. The neighbor friends is Keeping Up with the Joneses.
1: Well, I spelled Isla Fisher wrong. It's
0: like yeah, Isla. I,
1: I know, because I got Elsie <laughs> Fisher, the eighth grader.
0: Yes. She's probably not in eighth grade anymore, though. She was in Tag. Tag! That's the dumb movie I was trying to think of. Thank you, Anne.
1: Wow, she's also in *McFarland, USA*. Is she? No, the eighth grade, or not? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, is she in *The Great Gatsby*?
0: Yeah, she's uh, Jason Clark's what, no Joel Edgerton's wife.
1: I okay. Well, I've never seen that film, so I'm gonna tell you what I know. Okay. I know that. Know that Leonardo DiCaprio is the Great Gatsby. Uh huh. I know that Spider-Man is Nick Carraway.
0: Not current Spider-Man
1: though. I Jay-Z might have done the music.
0: That sounds right-ish. Okay. Uh, That's what
1: I know about uh, all that right.
0: film. You knew that Isla Fisher was in it.
1: Well, yeah, because there's like there's like a like a, a sultry redhead in the book. And I just figured. That, it had to go that to Amy Adams
0: was too busy, and <laughs> Jessica Chastain wasn't famous yet. We
1: got we got yeah. the shopaholic.
0: <laughs> um. Okay, so uh, I don't know who Ella Fisher plays in that movie. I'm
1: trying to get
0: there because, <laughs> like, she's like one of the girls that in like New York. It's not Carrie Mulligan. It's not Elizabeth DeBecky. She's the other one. I just don't know what the other one does. I feel like
1: she's the one in New
0: York that they're like, Joel Edgerton's maybe having a fling with?
1: Yeah, she's the affair lady that okay. Daisy hits with the car. Myrtle. Yeah, Myrtle Wilson. Myrtle
0: was murdered? No,
1: she was just
0: hit and run. Oh, okay, fair enough. All right. <laughs> Great. We get it. Look at this. We did it. We did it. We got the cast of... Boz Lerman's Great Gatsby.
1: Uh, that was by him?
0: Yeah. Wait, that was super by why him.
1: Why do we keep letting
0: him adapt to, like, things? Do you know what his new project is?
1: Um, uh, Adaption of the Sound and the Fury. N- no. Oh, sorry, that was that was James Franco.
0: Okay.
1: Chucks. <sighs> um, what's another book? Tom Sawyer.
0: No. I'm Finn. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no.
1: Uh, Tale of Two It's Cities. not
0: a book adaptation. Ah,
1: a play, okay, so. It's not a play adaptation. Let's, let's think about Tennessee with a glass menagerie. <laughs> yes.
0: Boss Lerman's glass menagerie. I actually be here for that. <laughs> let me tell you. But no, not a play either.
1: Um, uh, oh, 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 here's what he's gonna do. Okay. I got the perfect movie pitch. Right. He's gonna take Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek and make that
0: Yes, please. Yes, I need that. Boz
1: Lerman's Quintarantino's <laughs> Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. I need that in
0: my life. Thank you. But no, not there. Can I... Okay, wait.
1: Guess what, Josh? Is there... We are officially back on track with releasing. <laughs> I finally caught up, and we are finally going to... I'm going to stick to it. Yeah, we're going to do it. All right, Josh. What's up? What's this new thing?
0: It is uh, your least favorite two slash three words. I think your least favorite.
1: Um, my least favorite two slash three words.
0: Well, I don't know if one of these is one or two words.
1: Math sucks!
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I know both those words are one each word. Music? Uh Uh-huh. Bio?
1: Pick. That's not my, those aren't my least favorite. Oh,
0: okay. Is biopic one or two words? One. Okay. Okay.
1: On Michael Jackson.
0: Oh, no. Okay.
1: Oh, Josh, we do stupid stuff all the time in Hollywood.
0: <laughs> you're not wrong.
1: Um, J- J- Justin Timberlake.
0: Nope. Uh, you gotta get, you gotta go older.
1: <laughs> Chuck Berry.
0: Okay. Uh, you're in the right era. You're in the wrong race.
1: Elvis Presley. There it
0: is. He's doing an Elvis biopic with uh the guy who played Tex Watson in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as Elvis.
1: Why didn't, why not why not Michael Shannon? I don't know. He's already done it. He's already
0: (laughs) Elvis and Nixon. Yeah, but he was old Elvis. They want young Elvis now. I saw
1: that movie in theaters.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, fair enough. All right. We're gonna we're gonna move on from the career of Bosler. How do we even get to Boslerman?
1: We're talking about the Great Gatsby because I was like, Is Angelina Fisher my favorite
0: actress? (laughs) Is she is she your favorite actress?
1: (laughs) I don't know why you think it's Bryce Dallas Howard. I think I like one of Bryce's films.
0: No, she's your favorite actress of all time, forever, and always. But There's what, a difference between being your actual favorite actress. Well,
1: what do I like her in? Oh,
0: uh, Dog's, uh, Journey Purpose Story.
1: Way home.
0: Way home. Uh, you were over the moon with her in, uh, Lady in the Water. Uh, whoa, 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 uh-huh. whoa, 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 whoa. I got a lot
1: of issues <laughs> with that statement. Oh, okay, okay. She... Is not the problem with that film. The problem with that film is that film. Okay,
0: great. Uh,
1: Her name is Story, by the way. She plays a. Uh, she plays like a nymph. Um, sure, she does. Sh- no, she's a. She's a. She's a narc. Maybe she's a narc. Okay. She's the madam narc. <laughs> Whatever um, <about> that means. <laughs> and she. She's gotta hide from the scrunts. Uh- <laughs> And the Tartuics...
0: Is this the dark crystal? Are you talking about the dark crystal? <laughs> no, I'm then? talking
1: about. I'm talking about this type story of Nightshyamal. How does Paul Giamatti fit into this? Well, so Paul Giamatti's family dies, and then he develops a stutterer, and he, he's the healer, and the healer is necessary to heal Story, so that she can then be taken off by the great eagle to go to the blue world. <laughs>
0: Huh, I just wanted to hear what Josh and Carly thought about Ad Astra. Oh, it's...
1: Oh, uh, shoot! The best science fiction film of this of this decade is Lady in the Water. Sorry, okay, I forgot great. what was... Did he
0: even come out this decade? Mm,
1: I think it's 2006.
0: I literally thought you were going to go with Last Airbender as your bit there. I was like, alright, it's bold stance. Yeah,
1: no. I could have maybe said split. I don't know what that is. That's, a, I would
0: say it's a horror film.
1: Okay. Um. It's the best. Do you want to know
0: what also is true about your favorite actress of all time, Forever and Always? Okay. I'm fairly certain she's going to be the first woman to direct anything to do in the Star Wars franchise.
1: Okay. Yeah. Huh. Why?
0: She's directing an episode of The Mandalorian.
1: Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's cool. Yeah. I, I don't know how she is as a director. I don't either.
0: I... I think it's the first thing she's ever directed.
1: Thanks, Daddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and John
1: Favreau.
0: Yeah. Do do, are, do do we need to spend more more time figuring out who your favorite actress no, Josh, is? Josh,
1: I just I just don't know if I have a lot to say about Anne Hathaway. Um, I'm just trying to contribute to a conversation. <laughs>
0: It's okay, earlier today I was thinking about who my favorite actress was, When I was like... I had, to, I had to narrow that down to my favorite actress and my favorite working actress.
1: I think I just like Redheads, because I really like Jessica Chastain as well.
0: Chastain's solid. I really like Chastain. Uh, I think my favorite and, working actress right now, though, is Blanchette.
1: And Isabella Ube?
0: I also like Winslet.
1: I also love Amy Adams. I'm okay with Emma Stone. I, there's There's a lot. There's a lot of baggage with Emma Stone and me. I've been hurt in the past and
0: (laughs) just trying to move forward who hurt you? Emma Stone no in what film?
1: Um,
0: I mean there are a lot of not great ones
1: yeah I don't like Easy A I don't like that other teen film she was in Superbad? yeah but then after that I think I'm pretty much on board
0: any thoughts on crazy, stupid coincidences? That's fun. Okay.
1: They do the thing.
0: she does have my favorite line in that movie.
1: She catches her. <laughs> they do he because his talent is I can do the lift from Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do a terrible shot of it. I wanted to see like a flick, no, no. an up close shot. You don't.
0: You don't get this because
1: Ryan Gosling probably can't actually do it. You're Fair right. Enough. He's not the Patrick Swayze of today, because that is reserved for the guy that disappeared, Tanning Chatham. Tanning
0: Chatham? Channing, Chaitum? Channing, Channing Tatum. Tatum.
1: Yes, he is the modern day Patrick Swayze if he just came back. We can get him there, everyone. Okay, so at Astra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was super excited for because I like science fiction. Were you excited for this one? I was. I was excited when it was going to come out in May. Uh-huh. And then my excitement dwindled because everyone constantly told me that they're moving it and that probably means it's not as good. And so then when it like came out, I was like, maybe it's not as good. I know, Josh, People were, some people were like, maybe they won an Oscar for it and that's why they're pushing it. But like other people were like, no, they're pushing it because it's been pushed a million times because it's not very good. So I'm on the they <sighs>
0: pushed it for awards camp because they also then had its premiere... At Venice, which is not something that you do if you think your movie's not good.
1: Yeah. Can I what tell the Joker you Joker might have done? Yeah.
0: Can I tell you uh-huh. that I was reading out on why that it had been pushed so many times? Because it got pushed three times this year. Yeah,
1: that's what the thing was.
0: Um it was supposed to come out under as a Fox release mm-hmm. and then it didn't. And the reason the, the like the reasons that I was reading behind it is Fox didn't have faith in it, and Disney didn't. Did Have faith in it So when Fox moved it to August Or whatever their first dumping ground was They were trying to dump it And then Disney pushed it back Because they were like Pitt wants to debut at Venice And we think this might actually be something That could be in an awards conversation mm-hmm. So that is that is the official story that's out there Okay Yes I was also excited in the expectations category.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I mean, I like Pitt. I really like James Gray at this point. Um, uh, had, prior to this, I would only seen... Well, okay, I'm going to rephrase that sentence, because for a long time I was going to say that I had only seen uh, Lost City of Zed and The Immigrant, but I, I have also seen We Own the Night, and I didn't realize that was a James Gray film. Um, and I need to kind of maybe rewatch that contextually, but yes, yeah, so I have seen that one also. Um, and so to put those two elements together and also I, I secret think that like James Gray might be our secret blockbuster maker that just nobody gonna, is going to go watch, which is okay, but sad for me.
1: Yeah, he does a great job of taking these, like, actors whose faces I recognize and then putting them in films and I don't hate them. (laughs) He did it with both Roe Pat and Charlie Hunnam in The Lost City of Zed. Okay. Um, He did that with Brad Pitt in this film. Oh, Brad. I don't dislike Brad Pitt, but I like... I don't know. I came late to the game. You just said you didn't like his face. No, I said I think I recognize... Well, maybe I don't like his face. I don't
0: know. <laughs> oh, Brad.
1: <laughs> really, I just have... I, there's a lot of baggage. I've tried so many times, as in three...
0: <laughs> okay.
1: To watch the film Sesefinen, okay And...
0: So I, seven Severedon is a hard
1: film I have I, I always end at the same time because I I have this like image of what's supposed to happen at the scene that I stop and it fre- freaks me out. But I don't know if it's an actual thing or if I just made it up. Okay. Because I think that film is very messed up from what I hear. What? So add Astra. Um, I'm going to let you know how many stars I gave it. I okay. gave it four stars. Ooh. My review, I ripped off some lyrics from... That movie you liked. A Star Is Born. Okay. Yep.
0: <laughs> Maybe it's time that the old ways
1: die? No, the shallows. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh I I liked it. Um there was a dip in the middle where I was like, Oh okay, okay, okay. We're talking a lot. <laughs> oh we are, okay. Oh. <laughs> but like there was also a space race that That's <laughs> a hot
0: take, Kylie. And this me. movie talks a lot. <laughs>
1: talking at the beginning and then space race happened and I was like what's happening why is this happening and then we were no longer in a space race <laughs> I think
0: we're just gonna spoil things I think this is what we're doing well
1: we knew the space race was there it's in the trailer is it okay yes. All right. Josh because I remember saying to you once I saw the trailer I'm worried Josh there's a space race on the moon oh
0: okay I did not remember the space race space race okay
1: um, It's there. <laughs>
0: I I love this movie. So, you're number um, one of the year? It's four, I think, right now. Oh
1: my gosh, Josh, that's so high.
0: It's, yeah, it is. She's so
1: high! <laughs> high above me. You know what the um, funny part is? I'm what? not drunk.
0: <laughs> oh, I am. No worries. This is your
1: number three. You're not drunk. Three. <laughs>
0: It's three, okay.
1: You're a liar. Oh, so
0: sorry. I couldn't remember if I put it above or below Rocket Man. I'm pretty sure I put it above. You three. Uh, last Black Man in San Francisco, Blinded by the Light, and this.
1: I don't feel the need to say my stuff, so let's continue. Okay,
0: perfect. Uh, where did you put it on yours? I
1: haven't put it left. Oh, okay. I just ranked it. I just, I wanted you to feel better that I didn't dislike this movie.
0: I do feel better about that. Okay. like, I was worried.
1: Okay, l- listen, listen, listen. I'm really related to uh, Brad Pitt at the end of this film. And, like, like, once, 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 once I woke back up for surezies, I was, like, on board. I felt re-energized. I was like, yeah, here we go. Here we go. And then everything happened. Um, I didn't have an emotional like, like, like I wasn't like, oh, 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 like I was after I watched the Iron Giant today. But like, I was like, you know what? That's solid. Dad's can be bad.
0: Dad's can be bad. Hot take. Hot take. Um, so the movie for me, I will say this: I love this movie, and I think that it continues James Gray's excellent use of blockbuster ideas and blockbuster tropes told in a more interesting and more fascinating way. There are several sequences in this movie such as space race um, and other things that like, if I were just to describe to you, Um, Wait, here, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put a pen up in here, but I'm going to describe this movie using the plot elements, and it's going to sound like a much different movie. But I'm going to do that later to kind of prove this point. For now, I will also say that I think that James Gray, who is the writer-director of this film, or co-writer and director of this film, really took his time in presenting... This story, it's it's such a measured film. It's it, it could be considered to be slow at times, and I, def- I definitely would see that. But what he does to complete his ju- to complete the journey of Brad Pitt's character is just so emotionally moving and gripping. And so, n- in the trailer and in the promotional materials, we know that Tommy Lee Jones plays. Brad Pitt's father. Yeah, so, like that's a thing. Well, he's so,
1: reprising his role from Space, Space, oh, man, space Cowboys, is, and so is Donald Sutherland. Okay,
0: perfect. Okay, I just wanted to double check that, like, the Donald Sutherland is why the Space Cowboys references <laughs> is being made.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> I was watching the Zaz. Like, who's the fourth? Uh, James Garner is that okay. a person?
0: Yeah, that's a person. He's dead. Yes.
1: That's why. That's why I wasn't concerned about him being in this okay. film. Okay, but Clint. Yeah, Clint Eastwood was not in this. I think Clint Eastwood directed that film. It's from, like, the early 2000s. Yeah, you're not wrong. Thank you. Yeah. He also spoilers for Space Cowboys, but you don't need to see it because it's a stupid film. Yes. Um, oh no, I won't, I won't, because I'll spoil this film. No All right. worries. No worries. Um,
0: I think that it's, this movie tries to say that it's, this movie's themes are kind of wrapped up in this idea of a father son relationship and how distance time and choices react or affect that relationship. But I don't actually think that's what this movie is really genuinely about. Uh this movie to me seems to be about an examination of human connection and that in in a world where we are predominantly more and more isolated, specifically isolated by our technology and the distance that that creates. I think this film, in a lot of ways, really... Takes the tried and true going on an adventure, going down the river, going, you know, through a trials and tribulations, whether that be like an Odyssey or an apocalypse now, or whatever kind of thing you want there, of self discovery to find yourself at the end. I think the journey that he's wanting to take his characters on, successful or not, is about connection to others. And it's about Finding your connection in the world. And I don't... I In this section here, I won't necessarily say if Brad Pitt is successful or not in that because I think that's, that's a question through most of this movie is is can he connect to others and will oh, he wait, connect to others? Brad,
1: Brad Pitt or the character that he's playing.
0: Roy... McRib. <laughs> His last name is not McRib. It's something, though. It's, it's
1: Mc... Something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> McConner? Mc... Uh... Connor McCloud. <laughs> McDonald's? I don't know.
1: No, it's like McBride or something. McBride?
0: It might be McBride. That might actually be right.
1: Yeah, McBride. Yeah, there you go. I was not far off, far off with McRib. I am so sorry, so everyone. So
0: very sorry. Um, Yeah, what about him?
1: Well, I thought you were saying if it was Brad Pitt or Roy, and I was like, no, Brad Pitt really connected with me. I really connected oh, with okay. that performance. Well, I
0: think we are playing in some ways off of the Brad Pitt image. Yeah, because like, you know. I mean, like,
1: I don't know much about him and his relationship with his former wife or current wife. I'm not really paying attention to people, but um, like, I don't know. I think they're they're not married anymore. I think that might be true. Or they're separated. Or there's something. There's something. There's something there. Um, there was that weird film you brought up earlier, by the, by the sea, that came out, and I was like, we didn't see it. However, it's about his character meeting <sighs> not Julianne. Angelina Jolie. Angelina Ch- Jolie's character from the trailer I gathered, and so like that was weird. And she directed it. That was I don't know if it was weird. It's weird to me.
0: Yes, that movie was made when they were being when they were breaking up. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's weird. I mean...
0: I the, don't think that is about abuse, though.
1: They started with...
0: It might be. I don't know.
1: That's how their relationship started with Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and we've come full circle. It's full circle.
0: I don't think... Th- I think that Brad Pitt's uh, public tabloid-esque of, of estate is mostly due to, A, his fame, and B, he's a human going through human things. And sure, mm-hmm. he... You know, there are definitely things, and I'm not saying he's not a flawed individual, but I don't think that, like... There's anything too necessary that I know of and I am aware of to be too like let's let's be hating on Brad Pitt.
1: For. Well, the thing I actually hear most about Brad Pitt is actually about his children. It's not about him, yeah, um, specifically. And so, like, I, I, yeah, I, I don't have any negative attitude towards Brad Correct. Pitt, and I don't think that we as a society do. I yeah. think that.
0: What I was saying by that it plays off his character mm-hmm. is, I think that We're we... are distant from
1: Brad Pitt because he went, at one point, from being, like, like this god among movies, and then, like, he kind of had, like... He was still making movies, but then, like, his roles kind of shrunk down, and he was starting to do more subtle things, and now there's this bit of a resurgence or something?
0: Yes. Good. Yeah, there we go. Um... His performance, I think, is good in this movie. I think... I, I, don't, I don't have an issue with anybody's performance in the movie. I I think, overall, one of the things that... Not only the story and the theming that James Gray did in his pacing... I think this is a gorgeous movie. I think that it is shot really well by Hoyt Van Hoytensen. Man, I never remember his last name. But it's definitely Hoyt Van Hoyt something. Um, and he's a cinematographer on there working with James Gray. I think the use of color is genius in this movie. And when you kind of look at how the opening shot plays across the rest of the film, I think it's really beautiful and really stunning.
1: I don't think this guy's real. I don't <sighs> think this is a fake name. Hoyt Van Hoyt?
0: Hoytma. Hoytma, okay.
1: Hoyt Van Hoytma. There you go. Fake.
0: <clears throat> just like Johan Johansson?
1: He's gonna be doing The Tenant. Wow.
0: Isn't it just Tenant?
1: Yeah, okay, you're right. I'm so sorry, Josh. I'm never. Remember- Try. I know I, I just wanted to make <laughs> I wanna make sure I was right. I yeah, wasn't you yeah. are.
0: Okay.
1: he also did like Interstellar in Dunkirk.
0: Yeah. After Wally Piffer left uh Christopher Nolan's Why? side uh, he went over there. I wanted to take a brief moment detour into, before we move into spoiler stuff, because I don't have a lot of non-spoiler stuff to say about this film. I loved it. It's emotional. I talked about its theme that I really liked. Go watch this movie. The brief detour is into James Gray versus Christopher Nolan.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm sorry I brought this up.
0: No, no, no. It's fine. It was something that I wanted to do anyway.
1: Uh-huh. Let's turn on the light. We've been sitting in darkness <laughs> for <laughs>
0: Well, oh, Kylie, she, I tried to turn it on earlier and you were like, no.
1: Atmosphere.
0: <laughs> Atmosphere. Um I think I prefer James Gray to Christopher Nolan. That's
1: because you don't like Christopher Nolan's films. I don't like you Well made, listen, you Dun Dunkirk a, was great. Yeah, you made um, a big stinker that you were like. <laughs> Dunkirk's my number one film. Christopher Nolan film's my number one. How would I go on with my life?
0: Yeah, true story. I had an existential crisis.
1: I was pretty much like, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Here's my reason. I think that... And maybe this is all me. I will totally say that it's all me. Because... I don't think James Gray gets the respect that he deserves as a filmmaker, but I think he's the type of filmmaker that the Nolan heads of the world would also, like, really glom on and dive into, except for the difference is, I think Gray has a purpose with his films. I don't always think Nolan knows what he's trying to do or say. I think he sometimes gets too lost in the, like, whoa, look at the twisty twist of it all. Like, yeah, I'm going to blow your mind. And I don't think Grey cares about that. I think Grey wants to tell a story. And that, for me, while I think they might be similar filmmakers, is why somebody like James Grey is a little bit higher, in my estimation.
1: I also think that Christopher Nolan seeks to entertain the masses more than James Grey. Yeah, I would say that too. Or I think that he, James Grey is trying to make a film for himself, but I think that Christopher Nolan, for the most part, has made films for, uh, for uh, a popcorn audience. And that's not, I don't think that that's a bad thing. Um, I do think some of his films, like the, the ones for Christopher Nolan, were things of The Prestige or Dunkirk-esque. Which, which... are my,
0: two of my favorites of his, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh,
1: Where some of the other, all the Batman, Inception, um, Interstellar to some degree, those feel, those feel more, a memento, those feel like more like I'm going to make a film that's entertaining, but I'm also going to experiment with special effects and, like, camera stuff. and Yeah. Be cool. Well,
0: and I said to Anne when the tenant trailer came on in front of um, Ad Astra that he, to me, feels not like him as a filmmaker, but him and, like, his place in cinematic society or in our society right now feels like the closest person to Spielberg that we might have working right now. And I don't even think Spielberg gets to be a Spielberg at this moment. Um, and what I mean by that is, he could put out a... He, being Christopher Nolan, can put out any type of movie or any movie that he wants to. And it's going to go in the middle of summer, get a huge release, and like likely to be a hit at this point.
1: He's been doing the first week of August. Yeah. Because that's a new thing. The first week of August is like, we're gonna try. And then after that, it's just garbage.
0: Yeah, um, I would say since the, the, the two things that really helped that weekend are the help in 2011, mm-hmm. and Guardians in, I want to say, 13. And then, um, and then since then, yes, it's been a weekend <laughs> where we try. Except for Hobbs and Shaw. Um. I tried
1: really hard when, they I, re- did. when I released Hobbs and Shaw.
0: <laughs> you did not release Hobbs and Shaw. I'm not gonna let you sink that low. Um, um, <laughs> Goldfinch, sink yourself, Kylie. <laughs> you
1: know, if it wasn't called Hobson and Shaw and it was just called The Rock in a State House, I'd
0: like it! You're not wrong! <laughs> Okay, let's get into spoilers for Ad Astra. Spoilers! 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 spoilers. We're gonna spoil the film now! Spoilers! 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 Spoilers, spoilers. Turn your thing off! Spoilers! 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 Spoilers!
1: Okay, so Tommy Lee Jones leaves Donald Sutherland, James Garland, and Clint Eastwood to go to the moon to save them, and he dies on the moon. Yes. (laughs) And In Ad Astra, he tries to also kill his son at the same time, (laughs) but then he kind of maybe regrets it, and then he's just like, no, I just- I am the only one that wants- Like, I won't- I won't drag you down with me anymore, but you gotta let me go.
0: It's- It's really kind of a, a, a a- a nice moment, um.
1: The nicest thing his father has given him is his life part two.
0: Yeah. In- yes. You're not wrong. Uh, considering he abandoned him and left him for space. Um- what I the, the thing that I wanted to get into about theming of the, this movie that I really liked and appreciated that I couldn't necessarily in the non spoiler section is so we get to the end and we, we meet his father and we go through all of these trials and tribulations to get here. Um, and his father is too blind to see what his research has done. And that how much information and how much knowledge and how much he's provided with the world based upon all these planets.
1: Because he didn't find the he didn't meet his goal and so everything like we're always like, it's not about the results, it's about the journey. And Tommy Lee Jones doesn't care about that journey. Yeah. And so with everything that he's found, he doesn't see it as value if he doesn't get the thing that he sought out to seek.
0: And that's what I love about, like, that's the last lesson that the Brad Pitt character learns. And there's, uh, he, he figures out that what he needs to enjoy. And, like, I like that he, he needs to enjoy the life in front of him and that's what is important. And that by connecting to the people around you and that by connecting to your universe and your world and like, there's a wonderful shot of him like drinking coffee in a diner and Liv Tyler comes back in. Um, Liv Tyler, who's not used well in this movie at all. Like it's a, it's a very sad, like just wife part. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that Tyler could do more. I'm just saying that the part <laughs> is just a wife part.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm glad though. Yeah. Maybe there was more, and then James Gray was like, <laughs> he
0: was like, oh, I, okay, I made a all bad right. Decision on
1: this
0: one. <laughs> uh, maybe I should have just cast Steven Tyler in this part. Um. Oh,
1: there'd be some chemistry.
0: There would be. Yeah. And so there's this beautiful shot of him sitting in a diner, just like enjoying what life has brought to him. And that is something that I really loved about this movie is it's about t- it's about thinking and slowing down and it's about saying that this is where your life is and live it. Don't expect it to be more than what it can be. and also appreciate what you have. And I just like that messaging. And yes, it's wrapped up in a father son kind of dynamic of the story, but that to me was the most it was the least interesting element of this movie.
1: I was on board, loved it. Not, not so much. Maybe like a father and son thing. However, uh, there is also some messaging of you can go to the ends of the earth to try. I mean, he literally does. Uh, you yes. can, you can, you can make the biggest effort in order to try and save those around you. But if they don't want to be saved, yeah. then you... There's nothing that you can do other than to let go. I love that a lot. And yeah. so, I mean, like, that is, like, part of the father-son, like, letting go, blah, blah, blah. But I think that it extends further than just a father-and-son thing, because there is really... There's really only that one scene between them where he's like, Hey, Dad! And he's like, I hate you, son! <laughs> and you're like, Ah, shucks! <laughs> <laughs> and then it's still
0: like, there's a moment too where I think Brad Pitt's character is like, I know you say that, but I still love you. Like, and that was a really powerful moment too. He says, too. I know dad. It, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yes. And yeah. I was
1: like, "Oh, give that guy an Oscar.
0: <laughs> I think Brad Pitt's getting an Oscar this year. Er- I don't think it's for Ad Astra, but I think he's getting an Oscar. I think Ad Astra and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are going to combine together to get him a supporting actor Oscar for Hollywood.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. If, okay, if you had to give him the Oscar this year... You
1: know what, Josh? Maybe maybe he's just like Ethan Hawke, where okay. I just can't stand Brad Pitt when he's a youngling, but, like, when he's, like, this cool glass of water now.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: Like, maybe I'm just sick of, like, oh.
0: Young, dumb men. Yeah, me too. Yeah. On board. They now suck. I'm
1: just looking for emotionally detached older men.
0: Well... <laughs> Maybe get some emotion. <laughs> Do you just like get less and less into Brad Pitt as this movie goes along? Like, yeah, like, Ugh, he's got it together now. what uh, <laughs> a life journey? Ugh, this guy. Yeah, who needs? That? Okay, so my pen that's up here earlier about like if you you could there's a way like what I love about James Gray's filmmaking is he takes these elements that could be used as like awful plots and then he's like, yeah, this is actually an emotional thing. So if you just break this down. Okay, so this is just oh, the Oh, b-
1: there's another thing about this film. I'm sorry, I wanna talk about this. There's another metaphor about I'm gonna put this. Put my pen back. Hey, put your pen back. There's another metaphor throughout this entire film about these psychological checks that he constantly has oh, to yeah. go through. Mm-hmm. And like there there are some pills that they take, like mood and mood modifiers or something. Yes. They call it something like that. That's and I was, think what they call them. And I was like, oh my gosh. And like how it seems like if he has any emotion, that's a bad thing, and that he's all. And like, I guess I don't know how like astronauts actually have to be, but first man makes me think that you can hide a lot of your emotions. Which
0: in fine. I think he does through a good majority of this movie, except for the one time that he fails the test.
1: Um, and I, I the whole thing about just like, in order. For you to continue on this journey, you have to
0: compartmentalize
1: every emotion and not feel your feelings. And how he like doesn't have a heart rate that goes above eighty one heartbeats per minute or something like that. And I was just like, wow, there's a lot here with like feeling feelings is a negative thing. And there are a lot of people throughout the, a lot of these astronauts throughout have like this like whole demeanor towards things. And well, even in moments that are supposed to be, emo- like, I don't know, some emotion, maybe not like a sad emotion, but like a guy gets his nose ripped off by a baboon. Uh,
0: yes. And everyone's
1: pretty fine
0: with it. Well, they're all on mood enhancers, except for <laughs> some blue steel level, chill uh, Brad Pitt here. Um... I think that plays into what I what I was saying earlier about how Brad Pitt's journey through this is to learn that live in the moment and that emotions are good. Um, it's that whole sense that... And I think this goes in with the, the sci-fi elements as well because I like how this film is set up in this, like, near future... I would say maybe 100 years down the road kind of is, like, my guess of, like, what time that they had to be saying. But they just said near future. Um... I think that it plays really well in this world where it's, like, it's still very controlled by the government. There's a way that things have to be done. There's a public persona, and that's still, like... There's some commenting on, like societal masculinity, and that doesn't necessarily just mean for men. That means that if you're going to be in the army and you're going to be an astronaut, you have to be this, like, t- traditional, manly kind of way with their less emotions. Well, even
1: the title of this Ad Astra comes from, like, Per Aspera Ad Astra, which means something like... When, <laughs> it's called it, it stands for In Hardships It's, like, in time of hardships, reach for the stars or something. Yeah. And so, like, it's even so much of saying, like, well, when stuff is difficult here, like, escape it in some way or another. Right. Which is, like, part of this journey is him also, like, escaping from having to deal with stuff at home with Liv Tyler. Like, his astronaut career has allowed him to not have to have an emotional connection with her throughout this entire time because he has to be distant so he can do this job and stuff. all there. In times yeah. of hardship, yeah. go be an astronaut, and then when you get on the moon, you can mourn your dead daughter. And then... What? That's with that film, How It Ends, First Man or something. Oh,
0: okay, great, yes. Um, you're not wrong, okay. I was just like, I was like, wait, where's the dead daughter reference? Got it. Uh, man, no. tos-
1: man, toxic ma- toxic masculinity is so bad that to mourn your daughter's death, you have to go to the moon. Yeah, and the, the, so then what this
0: movie then is saying is at Astra... Um, is, is, is examining this and saying that your feelings are valid and you shouldn't have to go to the ends of the earth to experience them and then come back to your life. Like, that's what I love about this movie. There's so many layers to what's happening and what's going on, and it's not just a movie where you have uh, a space chase, and then there's a fight with a space monkey, and then we got to sneak into a rocket ship as we're climbing our way to Mars, and then we shoot off and we blow up a ship with a nuclear weapon and have to slingshot our way back home. All of that happens in this movie. All of it does. But, like, that's... As it
1: needs to. <laughs> as it
0: Yes, yeah, absolutely. But it does it in this way where you emotionally understand oh. why it's happening. And that there, it's weird, that there are these weird necessary events to continue to push the character forward. They're not action beats for action beats sake beats sake and those are not shot in any way that i've really seen before the fact that like through all these action beats and moments like some of the slowest sequences are like the chase on the moon like space chase or you know is is really it feels very influenced by something like crouching tiger where we're like ah action beat let's float like whoo ah yes this is what i need in my life slow motion chases i'm on board with it um anyway that was one of the things elements that I loved about this movie is like it was just as exciting of an event as any other like yeah movie like for anybody else but like for me it was that it was exciting and then there was this other emotional layer to it as well
1: P.B. Falcons the number 11 movie of the weekend so far good job PB Falcon that's so weird right
0: hmm. hang on it's I If you were to look at, if there's a list that's, like, top indie, highest grossing indie films of the year so far, I bet you P.B. Falcon is in the top three. (laughs) That movie Uh, has done shockingly well.
1: Yeah. It's made 16 million. Yeah. It's got three actors and, oh no, whoa, Hayden, Christian, Johnson, Hill. Thomas Hayden Church, that's his
0: name. I'm sorry. Uh, Don't you dare forget that John Bernthal's kind of in that movie.
1: No, he's not. Yeah, just like Liv Tyler's. Kind of in this film. Yeah,
0: you're not wrong.
1: Josh, John Berenthal is in the trailer for Ferrari vs. Ford vs Ferrari, and
0: he has lines. I know. I'm worried.
1: It's so Josh. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Yeah, but I mean, he's so
0: good at just being kind of in movies.
1: Well, he could be good being in movies too. Like that guy on Letterbox that you got gotten to like a tiff with. Not even a real tiff, but like a discussion.
0: Yeah, apparently.
1: Yeah, I
0: didn't mean it to be that way, I was just like, oh, it's a fun joke, okay.
1: You can't joke with people on Letterboxd. Well. I was really afraid to put up my review of Fight Club, because I was afraid, like, someone would come after me.
0: I'm pretty sure I know what my own review of Fight Club is going to be.
1: I have griped Ben Hosley. <laughs>
0: no, that's my <laughs> review of the Sixth Sense. <laughs> that's
1: my review of <laughs> Fight Club. <laughs>
0: No, I'm I'm going to be cliche, and it will not. Though, like one person will like my stupid joke.
1: (sighs) Rule number one. Yeah,
0: we're going to talk about Fight Club, and then I'm going to give it whatever stars I give it.
1: Five. (laughs) I doubt (laughs) it. Josh's five favorite films are Fight Club. Uh huh. The Boondock Saints. Okay. The Dark Knight.
0: Oh. Okay.
1: And.
0: That's only three.
1: Hence my and. Oh,
0: okay. Sorry, I thought that was your, like, end as in, like, one more.
1: Yeah, I only need one more to get top four.
0: You said five.
1: Well, your letterbox only has four. Oh, okay. Gosh. Um, Pulp Fiction. Great. Love it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All my faves. I don't hate two of those movies. Maybe three. But I don't love them all either.
1: You own three of them.
0: Yeah, I do. Sorry, Boondocks. Never gonna happen.
1: Well, that's what you think. Sorry, never... uh, And Suicide Squad.
0: Uh, Yeah, there you go.
1: Someday you'll just look and there'll be a terrible movie somewhere. It'll be, like, right here. (laughs) Not in the middle of my
0: Disney section. What the... You're just gonna reorganize it and you're just gonna put an Oscar winner section and it's just gonna be, like, right in there. These Movies have won Oscars.
1: We gotta have them all, Josh. Sure. Yeah. Um, listen. I do think that Killer Croc's makeup looks good. Or so, Josh. <laughs> but
0: doesn't Joker's make it makeup cancel it out? Oh, okay. <laughs> you got that. Took me a while. Alright.
1: I was like, she's not Knives Out. <laughs>
0: she's not. Ooh. I think the end of 2019 is actually going to be really strong. I know, because you're kind of loving looking forward to this year.
1: everything about this year. I
0: mean, not everything, but uh, there's a lot of things about this year that I do like. 2019 may end up being okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Angry Birds 2. I got it. Um, I
1: will kill you. Grab I the Planet will... Hollywood game. No, you get Please.
0: It. I can't. You're closer. You can get around. Oh, please?
1: Oh, Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Um. Charlie Sheen. and James Belushi belong to acting families. Name others. Affleck. Baldwin. God, dang you. Um. Uh, oh, the Howards! The Wolf! Bri- <laughs> wolf! Oh, uh, oh uh, the Dakotas! Oh, no, uh, oh, crap, what's her? Uh, oh, Danny! Dang it! Yeah! <laughs> oh, I, sh- I should have just stuck with Dakota. Because isn't, like. Isn't. D- Dakota, no, her name last name's Johnson. Yeah, that's my bad. Oh, Phoenix, uh,
0: the Phoenix family. Oh man, uh, I like it. We're just like siblings. Please. Turn. <laughs> All right. Well, hey friends, if you want to join this conversation, and why wouldn't you? You can do so at Friend of a Friend Podcast at Squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. If it's a five star review or any star review, as well as hit that subscribe button. Mm. Oh yeah, good score at Astra. Good score.
1: Oh, I didn't notice.
0: You can also uh, hi, um, that helps us get more listeners. You can also find us on Facebook at Friend of a Friend Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at.
1: CWC underscore podcast. That
0: was that was that was mumbled. That was that was very mumbled.
1: If you want to do it better than me, you can. I
0: don't. I was just saying it might be hard for listeners to hear. You can find us on YouTube. Let's watch it together. Letterboxd. Kirby
1: ACT and Kylie Goucher. Tumblrs. I'm Doug together.
0: Thank you so much for listening. I've been Josh. Kylie, quack,
1: quack, 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 quack. quack, quack, quack.